share with you, I believe it will be a blessing to you. I'm trusting God to do that within 30 minutes. And Matthew chapter 25 happened to be the latter part of Jesus' ministry. And he's trying to conclude and, and, and he's trying to establish the profoundness and the beauty of what he's trying to share with us. Now he has dealt with the disciples many often, but he wants to really release the last point that his ministry really stands for. Now in the chapter 25, the verse number 1 to I think 13 thereabout, he tried to address the issue of the ten virgins, which of course I have the right within the profoundness of what God has revealed to me to use that text, but I decided to choose the second part of what he described as the servant who trapped the master who traveled and left talent. Some translation says that he gave gold to them. Now when you start from the verse number one of the chapter five, it tried to establish that there were ten virgins and you know the story already. You can pick the same things I'm gonna share and put it into the virgins. I will explain. Now, when you look at the text carefully, I want you, you don't want to miss any part of this message because every part will bless you. Now, he tried to say that the ten virgins, he, he's trying to say that ten were there at the same time, but something was missing with the five and they went away and something was with the five and the door was open and the five were there. You will understand it carefully when I start with the main message and I release the title. Now he tried to say that this principle he's trying to explain and he's trying to use one of the literature terms that I use in terms of repetition. He's releasing the same knowledge or the same information in different forms so that we will be able to reason it with it, we'll be able to correlate with it, we'll be able to have a relationship with it. Now he said that if you don't understand the verse 1 to the verse 13, I am introducing the same thing to you in another form. And that is where I want to start my journey from. In Matthew chapter 25 verse 15, reduce the echo slightly. It's too much there. Keep it there. Don't touch it again. Praise God. It's coming back. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's alright there. Again, he used the word again, which means that he has said something before, but again he's repeated. He said, it will be like a man going on a journey who called a servant and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. I'm not going to focus on this. You can listen to other messages I've done on this. Then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. Also, it's too much to reduce the top one, please. 
also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the one who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, this is where the problem is for me, you know, after a long time, which means that what the other one who had one did, it looked like it was right, but after a long time, maybe you didn't see what happened to him after war. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted with me five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come share your master's happiness with him. I pray today God will cause you to share the happiness with your master. The man with two bags also came as a master, he said, You entrusted with me two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. And I will put in your in charge, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then I'm wondering what the one who has received one will be doing, standing there gazing at them and saying, Well done, and they pass him by. Praise God. Then the one who had received one bag of gold came, Master, he said. I knew that you are hard, you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered, where you have not scattered seed. So I, I was afraid, and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belonged to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown, and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who had ten bags. For whosoever has will be given more. This was the scripture that changed my life. He said, For whosoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whosoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there shall, where there will be weeping and crash sin of teeth. I want to minister on the subject of entitled The Equitableness of God. Tell your neighbor the equitableness of God. 
I know that it will cost a lot of argument, but just just look at what I'm sharing with you and listen carefully. To be equitable, the equi- equitableness means to show or characterized by equity. You know I'm not good with English, so I decided to go and check the meaning of equity. Equity means the equality of being fair and impartial. In other words, being just and fair. I said I didn't see equitableness, but I saw equitable. So let me check what it also means. It means valid in equity as distinct from law. I will explain. He's saying that valid in word in equity as distinct from law. I want you to play with me slowly. It's a journey. If you miss it, you miss it law. Now the law can be subjective even though it has got an iota of objectivity. Somebody can still, and if he has a good lawyer, the person can use the law and the person can be exempted from the severity of what he should have faced. Now, this equitableness of God is not subjected to the law, but it's trying to tell you that I have the power, regardless of which lawyer is talking, it has got this equality and fairness. Be with me here. It's a journey. Now, when I read Romans chapter 9, verse 10 to 13, I want you to be with me because I don't have much time. Paul was talking, he said, not only that, but Rebecca children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet, before twin, before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad. I want you to be with me. In order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls. There is a side of God that is this. She was told the older will serve the younger. Hmm? Then he said in the verse number 10 of the chapter 9, he said, just as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Be with me here. There is a side of God that chooses who he chooses. There is no two ways about that. He said they have done nothing. They've even not done good or bad, but I chose before they even entered into it. There is a side of God that regardless of what you have done, he can come in and give you peace straight away. Alright, but there is a side of God that is very, very fair and just. There is a side of God. And I want you to know that most of us are dwelling on this side where He chooses who He wants to bless. Okay. Then I visited Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 35. It said, Paul, what do you call it? Peter also had the same mindset as it was stated there. That if God will bless me, he will bless me anyway. No, that is not true. If God will favor me, he will favor me anyway. That is a side that most of us dwell in. But look at what Peter said. 
Peter was not a second grade disciple. He was a primary disciple. He was handpicked by Jesus himself. Now he has walked with Jesus. One of the closest among the disciples. There were three that were closer to Jesus. And among the three there was one that was closer to Jesus. But when John was more closer to Jesus. But when it came to relinquishing the power and the purpose of God. It was in the hands of Peter. So Peter saw a dimension of God that most of the disciples didn't see that. Acts chapter 10 verse 20, 34, 35. I want you to bear with me. Then Peter began to speak. Then they quoted him. He said, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but accept men from every nation who fear him and do what is war. That's right. I now know. Now Peter came to the same place where I have come to. It doesn't matter. Be with me. And I said, wait a minute, I have to find out the truth. In Psalm chapter 134, verse 2, the Amplifier says something. At Psalm 138, verse 2, bring it on the street quickly, be with me now. It said, I will bow down in worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name, your name for your Loving kindness, let me repeat. He said, I will bow down in worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word together, together with your word, with your name. I'm going somewhere, be with me. Now, I will pose a, a case here. Now, he's saying that uh, I have lifted up my name and I've lifted up my words together. Now, he has done something to all together. I want you to look at it carefully. I look at the text in John chapter 5, verse the number 1 to 5. There was a story there about a man who... From my point of view, I don't know about others, but I believe that he didn't see the fairness of God. He came to the other side of Jacob of I love, Esau of I eaten. He saw that one, but maybe, you know, let's take that one for example. In John chapter 5, there was a case there. And the Bible said that Jesus, by his word, God by his word said there was a pool called the pool of Bethesda. And the Bible said, According to my fairness, I will cause an angel to come down and stir the waters. When I stir the waters, it doesn't matter what kind of disease you had, because there were folks impotent, blind, weeded, who were gathered around this pool. He said, I have caused my word to come down through my angel to come and stir the water. He said, whosoever would jump in first will be made whole. He said, whosoever. Come on, say whosoever. I want you to, he said, Jenny. So he said, whosoever jumped in first was made whole. This man has been there for 38 years. And within the 38 years, every day, he, every time when the water would be instead, he saw somebody being healed, but he wasn't healed. Why? Because he didn't have what it takes to jump in first. 
to jump in into the fairness of God. Had he gotten what was required, he wouldn't spend 38 years. He would have received what he wanted on the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, less than 38 years. According to the historical background, this man was there longer than the age of Jesus. Because the Bible said he spent 33 years of his life in ministry. By the time Jesus met him, the man was 38 years. The man started going to the pool five years before Jesus was born. I want you to be with you. Don't sleep. Just look at me carefully. Tell your neighbor, listen carefully. Now this man has been there for 38 years. He would have received what he needed. I didn't have what it take to jump into the fairness of God. Most of us are waiting. The Bible said that Jesus passed by one time and saw him and asked him a question. He said, what thou will not be made whole? He said, I have no mind. He said, when the water is troubled, before I jump in, a man went before me. I know there was a point there, but I want to tell you, if he had what it takes to jump in first, he wouldn't be there for 38 years. I pray for you today that whatever you are lacking to jump in into the speed of God will come upon your life. That every deficiency, every lack, every scarcity in your life will give way for the increase of God in the name of Jesus. I want you to be with me when we just started. In Acts chapter 19 verse 13 to 16, the Bible said, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirit tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those who were demon possessed. They, was, they would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. The seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the, the evil spirit answered them, Is a Jesus I know, Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all, and he gave them such beatings that they ran out of the house naked bleeding. They did not understand that God and Psalm have said that I have lifted up my word together with my word, my name. If you mention the name of Jesus and you haven't got the word at the same level, it doesn't produce the same result. You can be in a very devastated marriage for national crisis. The amount of word of God you have in you depends the efficacy of the word of God, of the name of Jesus. The name Jesus was mentioned by Peter and Paul and miracles happened. He's not partial. Somebody mentioned it and he was beaten. They were beaten. Somebody mentioned it and demons went out. It was under the suggestion of the fairness of God. I want to pose a case. Be with me somebody. 
So sometimes don't say that I am calling the name of Jesus and nothing is happening to my situation. You have to go and look for the word together with the name and you see result. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11, it said, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. This will happen in your life when you begin to move the word of God together with the name of God. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 15, the Bible says that for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them goods, gold. And unto one he gave one, unto one he gave two. The Bible said, I don't you know the story, the Bible said when he came back, they didn't know and realize that it was the equitableness or the equity of God in operation. God, before he left the earth, he wrote some things to us. He gave the parable of the virgin. He gave the parable of the master who left. And he wants you to understand that when you put effort into what he has given to you, he will reward you. The Bible says he gave it to them according to their ability, which means there is a high level of distinctiveness, uniqueness, which pertaining to every individual. This should tell you that as you are under the sound of my voice, no one is empty under. The Bible never said there was seven in his house and he called them and gave some five and gave some two. He gave some one and he gave one zero. No, he never said that. He said he gave to them according to their ability. Regardless of what their abilities were, they had something. So I believe, I want to tell you, you have what it takes to break through at every level you are in. The master is going straight away, he tells you that it is a test. It's a moment where he wants to see what will become out of us, what will come out of us. The master is going straight away also, is telling us that there is a portion the master can do for us. And there is a certain part of the distance or the process that no master can do for you but accept the seven themselves. There is that side of God that regardless of how much word he has given to us, he, he wants to see us doing something with the word. On Friday prayer meeting, I was so sad because I was hoping to see more people coming to pray. But I saw a few people come around. Precious one, if we don't rise up to the challenge to fight for what is ours, speaking the word of God, when our brother was talking, the Romans taught me as, as a lesson. And, and it has been a burden on me throughout the week. He says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. When I heard that scripture in Romans, it put pain in my heart. It said, the Bible said that by this, our elders receive a good report. I said, what is this? He said, it is faith. And I said, how do I get faith? He said, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I said, what kind of hearing is this? He said, by the word of God. I said, what does it mean? He said that you hear, and when you are listening, you listen with regards to the word of God that you have received. There is a kind of hearing that comes. There is a kind of hearing you receive. 
that is not ordinary it is supernatural it is not just everybody who hears that kind of that kind of words it is coming unto you by the word of god i said god put my ears i want to give my ear to you i want to hear by the word of god there is a kind of hearing that when you pick the word of god and put it in your head it begins to hear something else and that is what we call faith the Bible said that he walked with the disciples for many years. But there were some things the disciples could not do because of their little faith. No, I don't want to be in that kind of faith. I want to cause my faith to grow. But this kind of growth is not going to happen because you have received a word of God. It's because you have received a word of God and you have risen up to this challenge it comes with and you are beginning to move forward. We were not told whether that was the first time the master was traveling or not. But the Bible said that he gave unto them talent. There are some things we need to do with what God has given to us. Sometimes we cry about what we have in our hands with proportion to where we want to go. That we end up not doing anything with what God has given to us. We're crying so much about what we don't have that we, I wrote some time ago. Sometimes, I wrote some time ago, I said, even though we have a, a better place to go in life, listen carefully, precious one, even though there is a better place we want to be, even though we have great hope to be somewhere better, precious one, sometimes it is also important to celebrate how far you have come from where you used to be. You might not be where you want to be yet, but I promise you, you are not where you used to be. I thought you put your hands together there. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you worry so much about what you don't have. You must know what you have. I believe the one who had one talent was really looking at what he has got in his hands. That it provoked him to do nothing about it. Precious one. It is about time you begin to rise. The Bible said that master gave them talents. I want you to take note of this. Take note of this point then I'll finish here. Number one. Don't think everyone is unproductive. Praise the Lord. Don't think everyone is what? Unproductive. Number two, don't, number two, I want to state this carefully. If you want to enter into the fairness of God, you must know this. It isn't easy for everyone in the process. Listen carefully. It isn't easy for anyone in the process. I want to expand shaders. You limit your potency by the fact that you have an excuse based on the fact that you think somebody has got a better ground. Let me explain. I don't know whether it makes sense. This one person who got one talent is looking at his situation and saying, 
I would have done better if I had to. But I promise you, the one who had to has so much challenge just as the one who had one. So the problem is not about what you have, but the challenge is about what you have that you are, you are rising up to the challenge that comes at that level. I want you to understand if you want to enter into the graciousness of God, it is not easy for anyone. Maybe you started your business in your bedroom. It is not as easy for you just as somebody who started in a company. We all have a challenge we have to fight with. If you want to come into the fairness of God, you must know it is not easy for anyone. I believe that most of you under the sound of my voice, as Jesus not told you in Gethsemane, that it got to a point, he said, if it be possible, let this cup run away from me. You would have said that it would have been, it was easy for Jesus because he was the word of God. It is not easy for anyone. Praise the Lord. The Bible, I don't know whether it's a, I don't know whether it's a proverb or not. I say, he that has little and can give, the same person, if he has more, he can give. So the issue is not about what you have. It's about what you are willing to give out. You don't understand this. If it's about what you can give. <laughs> Listen. Precious one. There was a little boy. Who had two loaves of bread. Two, five loaves of bread. And two fish. And the Bible said there were mass of people, 5,000 men, aside men and women. And the Bible said this little boy was sitting there. And I believe that he went to ask him, Who has got food here? Then he said, I have five loaves of bread and two fishes. Ah, did you know who we are going to feed them with? The boy said, I don't care about who you, who you are going to feed. All I care about is what I have that I'm willing to want to let go. Number three, if you want to enter into the fairness of God, number three, no comparison. Don't compare yourself with anybody. The Bible says, them that compare themselves with each other, they are foolish. Number four, your outcome is a picture of what is in your heart. Your outcome is what is in your heart. Number three, you are responsible for the outcome of your test. Praise the Lord. We've heard about John West, what do you call it? It's a Methodist, uh, John Wesley. It's a John Wesley. I, I heard a story about this. It's a John Wesley mom who had, who had 10 children. He had 10 One of them, there was, and even John Wesley himself, or somebody, one of them, uh, this, this woman, I don't know, I've forgotten, but this man became very great. I don't know whether it's John Wesley, but the wife was so much born again 
that she will cook nicely, do everything right in the house before she goes to church. And when she comes back, she is so down to earth, applying the word of God, that even if the man insulted him or something, she was so humble, self nicely, go to work. And this man said, I don't get this thing. Even when I shout, you don't rebel, you don't act upon it. I want to go and see what, where you go, what happens to you that you come back home and every time you are what you are. So this man went and saw what was happening. And when he went to see what was happening, he came back and he became born again. Precious one, sometimes we are so easily to give up that because we don't, sometimes what you go through is part of the process. When you bounce up, it is not because it is easy, but because it is part of the process. My favorite scripture is that except a seed of corn falls on the ground and dies. When it dies, it will not remain alone. But until you die, you can't see the fairness of God in your life. Praise the Lord. We have so many Christians who are not developing their character. We have so many Christians who are not consistent in doing right. They are inconsistent in being inconsistent. They are they are consistent in being inconsistent. The fairness of God, the Bible said, regardless of what they had in their hand, the Bible said, when the master came, he said, I will promote you because you have added something. The criteria of my promotion is based on what you have. It's not what I gave to you. It's about time the church begin to rise up and begin to walk into the fear of God. Excuses have become part of what we are supposed to do. He said, if my people who are called by my neighbor and they will humble themselves and seek I the Lord, I will come and redeem them from their destruction. There is a sign of God that when we rise up to the challenge of the word of God, he will show himself forward. Praise the Lord. The virgins, when he came back, he saw five at the door and they entered. If you are not one of the five, you will not enter. I pray to you today that whatever it takes to see the glory of God, you will rise up to the challenge in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will rise up to the challenge in the name of Jesus. Whatever God has given to you, the Bible said in the verse number 21 of the chapter 5 uh, it said well done thou good and faithful servant uh, I pray over your life today uh, that God will empower you uh, if it is knowledge you need you will receive the knowledge uh, if it is the strength you need to carry the word of God you will receive it uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, I don't know who is trying to confuse you I don't know who is trying to make you feel like what you have uh, is not going to be able to get you what you need uh, I prophesy upon your life uh, that as we rise up to the challenge as we rise up with our gift the master will promote us the master is not partial it doesn't matter whether we have two or we've gained two or we've gained five he gave us according to our ability if our ability will rise up beyond every barrier beyond every obstacles and begin to fight for what is ours we shall see the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus 
The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it said, Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he despised the shame. I prophesy upon your life that every shame around your life, making you to give up, making you to give up, making you to give up, today you will receive no shame. They said, For your shame, I will give you double. They said, For your, he said, I will give you beauty for your ashes. I pray over your life that whatever is making you feel like you cannot find the battle. I prophesy upon your life that receive the strength of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh my God. In Romans chapter 4 verse 18 to 21. It says who against hope Abraham believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. According to that which was spoken. If God spoke it, you have to write to the challenge. It's a soul shall that she be. It's an oh my God. He hoped against hope. Even when there was no hope, he had a little hope. I prophesy upon your life that regardless about what you have, if you are ready to fight, if you are ready to trust God, you will see the glory of the Lord. I prophesy upon your life that your age will not limit you. Abraham did not allow his age. He was hungered and something, but he believed in the promise. I prophesy upon your life that you will not let your age discourage you. You will not let the people around you to discourage you. I prophesy upon your life that though your beginning may be small, yet your latter shall be great. Why? Because God spoke it. If you believe it with me, say a big amen. I want you to rise up to the challenge because when we rise up to the challenge, he's equitable. He's equitable. I want you to understand that if the man of the pool of Bethesda rise up to the challenge, they would have gotten the ceiling first. Stand on your feet, somebody. Stand on your feet. I want you to pray one prayer. Let me have the communion, please. I want you to understand that he can come. Yes, he will come. But I will want to be able to... Look at me. I don't want to be at the mercy of anybody. If you work and you get 10 pounds and you want to buy something 10 pounds, do you need to beg somebody to buy it? You don't want to be at the mercy of people every time. You have to rise up to the challenge and do what it takes to be able to break through. I will no more give excuses. I will no more compare myself. Everybody has got an excuse. But we serve a fair God. Hallelujah. Amen. Today we're going to have our communion. As we bring it in Matthew chapter 26. Verse 26 to 30. I want, I want you to pray tonight. And say as I eat your body. As I drink the wine. Oh God. Give me the strength. Give me the spiritual enablement. Endowment. To be able to rise up to the challenge. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. I want to see the equitableness of you. I want to see the equitableness of you, oh God. I want to see the equitableness of you, oh God. 
the equitableness of you, Lord. I want to see somebody pray. Precious word, things will not change until you are ready to change them. Until you are ready. I like it when Jabez said, bless me indeed. I have to take my responsibility. My success is my responsibility. Begin to pray. Your children will not go wayward. If we rise up to the challenge, fight for it. You are coming to eat his body. Bread symbolizes strength. But you want to pray. The Father straight to me. Jesus comes I want you to speak. Listen, though the young lion be grow weary. Listen, the young lion will become weak. I don't want to be among the weak folks. I don't want to be among the worried. But it's a day to wait upon God. Regardless of which country they are coming from. Regardless of their race. Regardless of their origin. They will renew their strength. The wine symbolizes a spirit. Bowser, he took the wine and he blessed it. So I'm sharing my blood for you for the remission of sin. Whilst the bread is coming round, whilst you hold it, you want to be prayerful before we all eat it together. I want to invite the servants of God, Minister Okay and Minister Mango. Whilst they are bringing, open your eyes and be praying. Whilst they bring it to you, you will see them. In the name of Jesus. Chosen, you did not become born again to fail. You did not become born again to fall sick. You did not become born again to see pain. And every now and then, you don't hear good news. The life of your children, the life of your marriage, the life of your finances, you want to see a change. Whatever I'm doing that I need to change, Father, give me the strength as I eat this bread. As you eat the bread, which symbolizes strength. Receive the spiritual vitality you need. The strength you need to begin to do as well. It's a rise up in the strength of what you have eaten. And begin to move. Eat the bread. Whilst you are praying to God and say, Lord, I need you to intervene in this part of my life. In Jesus' name, eat the bread and pray. Okay, my soul to me Strengthen me. Bring it up my children. My finances, my marriage, my relationship, my workplace. Spirituality, spiritual endowment through the blood. Something will happen to you. It will quicken your mortality to begin to soar with the ways of the ego. Begin to see beyond human capacity. That which eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor enter into the heart of any man, God will begin to destroy it upon you as you drink this wine. In Jesus' name, drink it. You begin to receive what makes one great. 
May you begin to receive what qualifies one to encounter the graciousness of God. May you begin to have what it takes to see the fairness of God in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat.